0: Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community now on to the show hey royal how you been i'm good how are you doing eric i'm fantastic i'm so excited to get into today's podcast but you are in a highly regulated industry yes i am and because of that sometimes
1: we have a disclosure that needs to be read so let's do it all right here's the disclosure for today discussions in this show are for educational purposes only Information presented should not be considered specific investment advice or a recommendation to take any particular course of action. Always consult with a financial professional regarding your personal situation before making any financial decisions. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory service offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors and United Planners are independent companies, and neither Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors nor United Planners offers tax or legal advice. Okay, now that we've taken our medicine, can we get on with the show? Let's go. Hello, and
0: welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, what's going on?
1: Nothing much, just enjoying this nice uh, spring weather that we're having.
0: Nice. All right. Well, we often talk about the weather at the beginning of the podcast, but we're talking about something more
1: important than that today. What is it? You know what? We're talking about friendship. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, I appreciate that, Royal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I really have been coming around and, uh, you know, I think other people are good for us as human beings. So, yeah. uh, you know, I go, I go through phases. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's antisocial behaviors start coming out a little bit. But, you know, other people are really important to our well-being and health. And we're seeing more and more studies come out that really talk about this. And I think it's something we've begun to forget or lose track of in this modern age. So I thought it'd be really valuable just to spend, you know, about a half hour going over some of the things that we're seeing, both in research and anecdotally about how important social connections and retirement are for people, Mm. for longevity, and for health. And I think there's some really interesting research out there where those connections keep us alive and they keep us healthy. So uh, I thought it'd be fun to just talk about those.
0: Yeah, I find it interesting. I'm I'm really interested to hear what you have to say as far as the research that you've looked up. I was listening to a couple doctors. This is Oh, a good year ago, maybe a year and a half at this point, because it was really related, obviously, to the pandemic. And they were talking about the fact that if, if people had established relationships, right, when they went into lockdown, they utilized and they utilized the phone, they utilized social media, they utilized texting, those different things to keep in contact. They actually enjoyed some of the lockdown part of it, right, because it was a time to focus on themselves, focus on some of the things that they were doing around the house, and it gave them an excuse not to be out. Right, but the, the people that didn't have well-established relationships found it miserable. And because what little interaction they had, they just didn't have hardly any at that point. So it was an interesting comparison. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah. And that's something that just anecdotally we're, we're seeing here is the effect that the pandemic took on people's health, especially in retirement, Yeah, where you didn't have those social connections. You were kind of stuck in the house a little bit uh, and you didn't have those interactions. And the effect that that had on your physical health, but, but also on your mental health is a very real thing. So, you know, the first piece of, of research that we pulled, that was actually a meta-analysis. So this is um, a study of a study or a number of studies. So this is looking at 148 different studies. And it found that individuals with strong social relationships had a 50% increased likelihood of survival. Compared to those with weak or insufficient social relationships, wow. and they put that on par with risk factors like obesity and smoking. Mm. And I really? just, I yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, if you're if you're smoking around a gr- group of friends, you you might just be offsetting the smoking. But you if know. you're a fat smoker with no friends, right, you're done right. for. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. <laughs> Yeah. So at least, at least go make a friend or or do something, but no, we, we, we just see it all the time. And I think in this world where more and more people are tied to their phones Mm -hmm. and not to conversations with other people, it's becoming harder and harder to build relationships. Uh, funny story. We had a new neighbor join our neighborhood
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and my daughter uh, had, had just briefly met their nine-year-old. My daughter's eight. And we were coming home from Costco, and she just says, you know, I'm gonna have a play date with her today. And I was like, Well, we've only met her once. I mean, I, yeah. like, I don't know how these things work, you know. <laughs> so, That's and bad. and you know, she was very brave. She was like, Okay, dad, you're gonna come with me. But you know, I, I'm gonna go do this. So we knocked on on you know the neighbor's house. They were very gracious. The daughter was super excited to have somebody come over and play with her. And you you realize that like this is a natural human thing. You meet your neighbors, but it really doesn't happen very often anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I had a great conversation with uh, uh, the uh, the uh, adults there, uh, but it was just it was just fascinating to see kind of that childlike bravery, right, that you have as a young person, but then sometimes that starts to disappear. And you know, one thing that that we talk about quite often is as an adult, how hard it is to make friends. And especially if you're a man mm. building, those social relationships are really hard. You know, you look at your kind of list of friendships that you have for a lot of men, uh, you know, my age and they're in their forties, you look at that list and you're like, okay, these are people I knew in high school or college. And there's not many people after that. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I think just a social function of, uh, you know, how we operate in the world now. So I think that connection piece is just so essential and it's really something you have to cultivate almost like, you know, an exercise routine of how do you stay connected in this world? So I thought we'd just go over a few different things and, and talk uh, talk through those things if that works for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you said that I was thinking about, um, I took a trip recently to, to Seattle uh, for a funeral and got together with a couple of my high school friends that were, we've been connected for a really, really long time. And really the only other guy friends that I have that are, that I see really often are the husbands of my wife's friends, (laughs) right? And so we're, 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 now we're a group of eight, right? So it's four couples, but it's still, the relationship really blossomed because of my wife's connection to the ladies. All the ladies get together all the time and the guys get together every once in a while. But it's, if that hadn't happened, if my wife hadn't been friends with them first, I wouldn't have been friends with these guys probably because just, you know, because I'm a hermit. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in my garage doing mm-hmm. something or or whatever. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. I think this is something that women just have such a leg up on us for is yeah. they're just much better at making these social connections and uh, you know, reaching out and checking in and and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 interesting calling some of the people that that I've met and just saying, Hey, how you doing? They're like, Why why are you calling me? Like just you Just try to be a friend, just try to be a friend. That's Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, we can, we can kind of start with that is, is staying connected with those old friendships is really important, you know, Mm -hmm. especially as you age, but we also know that as you get older, you start losing those friends, you know, and that's something where, um, you, you really have to look at cultivating those new relationships. Um, if you've ever heard of the uh, writer and author and coach, uh, Dan Sullivan, mm-hmm. Dan Dan has a great anecdote that, that he's, he's decided that he's going to live to 158 years old. Oh. And so he, he's putting together plans for this, but I think one of his most interesting ones is that because he's going to live so long and there there's people that he is friends with and has been friends with for 50, 60 years that he needs to make some new friends. He needs to start making friends with 20 and 30 year olds in building those relationships, because if he just keeps his current cohort, that as he gets older, he will lose that, lose those. And he won't have anyone to talk to. And I think what, what a great way of looking at expanding your social circle. Um, you know, you, you have to make sure you do that uh, in a not creepy way. You know?
0: <laughs> I appreciate the, the
1: caveat there. <laughs> Don't make it
0: creepy. Got it. Okay. Don't make
1: it creepy. But, you know, I, I think some of the, the the best ways of really maybe meeting some people outside of that generation is, you know, joining a social club of some kind, mm-hmm. you know, in our Rotary, we've got a, a large age range of people in their 80s, all the way down to people in their, their 20s and 30s. And that's a great way of kind of refilling and uh, making new friends, kind of refilling that that social engagement there. Being part of an organization, you know, uh, church is another great one, Mm -hmm. you know, and really it's maybe getting involved in building those relationships with people who wouldn't be your normal cohort Uh, and then volunteering. You know, I think volunteering is really one of the best social things that we can do because not only are we making relationships with new people, but we're also giving back and really doing something outside of ourselves. So those three things right there, being engaged in, you know, a social club in a church uh, or looking for volunteer opportunities are excellent ways of finding that engagement with other people um, and exercising that social muscle. That's what we really want to be talking about and encouraging people to do because you don't need a whole lot of new friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to be the cruise ship director where we know everybody, but it's really those deep relationships where, hey, if you're having a bad day, sending someone a text or being able to call them makes a world of difference for people's well-being.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a fine line between friendship and I don't want to say acquaintance because it's deeper than acquaintance, but I've, I've known a lot of older folks that have become mentors right? Mm -hmm. And they find such value in those relationships, even though maybe they wouldn't be, you know, I'm using air quotes here, but friends, right? Because maybe they're 65, 60, 70, and they're mentoring somebody in their 20s, or they're mentoring even teenagers. They look forward to those relationships. They look forward to those conversations because it is a give and take. And they, you know, they are giving back for sure because they're volunteering. Um, And maybe they're not a quote unquote friendship, but those relationships are still very important and keep them
1: engaged. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and that that's another great point here is, is that's another form of social connection and a way of giving back and thinking uh, outside yourself. Now you might not go ziplining together, but yeah. you know, <laughs> having a cup of coffee or sharing yeah. a meal every once in a while, you know, is a way of just building those relationships and uh, being connected. Yeah. So, and the, the interesting thing now is we have these great tools in our pockets that keeps us connected to everything in the world. But here's the caveat. There is so much misinformation out there and predators on some of these social networks that you have to be really, really careful. And we do feel, and then, you know, we, we haven't seen as much research in the older cohort the older generations, but we're seeing a ton of research of the damage that social media does to younger people. You know, the effect of Instagram on young women's self-esteem is devastating.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So we, we want to use these tools, but we want to use them prudently. We want to make sure we know who we're talking to. If somebody, you know, out of the blue calls up and says, yep, I'm a supermodel. I'm just looking for, you know, an older man to take care of me probably not probably not a supermodel those um those love traps that are being set and we're we're seeing yeah. them and hearing those stories be careful with that but use those tools sparingly but they can can be very powerful to keep people connected mm-hmm. as long as you have that kind of personal relationship to start with
0: yes yep yeah. i think that's very important see them face yeah. to face before you FaceTime them because you yes. can filter anything and i i i would love for them to and Instagram is not listening to me because they, you know, they aren't going to take my suggestion, but I would love for them to ban filters. This is be honest. Um, filters are just horrendous tools to fake everything. And like you said, it's, it is devastating to, to, especially younger girls. Um, mm-hmm. And it bothers me. I've, I've been a part of a couple of groups groups. It's like Instagram versus reality. And it shows the pictures side by side. And I don't know how people get the copies of them, but they get them before the filter and it's, it's a joke, right? I mean, and and people are living in their little fake lives that again it's 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 touching people in a, in a very negative way, from the young to
1: the old, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that's another piece. Um, not to get too far off of our original topic here, but the world is changing so quickly now mm-hmm. that um people are going to be be using these tools to fool you. Yeah, uh, pretty easily. And they're convincing, you know, the, these these deep fakes, these uh, voice replicators that can take someone's voice mm-hmm. and just make them say whatever they want. That's a terrifying thing. That's something we're going to be seeing more and more of. Yep. Uh, so you really have to be careful here to make sure you know who you're talking to. And once again, having that face-to-face relationship for your health is so much more val- valuable and powerful there. Yeah. So the next stage that we want to, to talk about here is, you know, looking at hobbies and interests, you know, what, what are your shared passions with, with folks? Mm -hmm. And much like, you know, I was, I was spending some time uh, when my daughter was uh, doing Matilda, the musical, spent some time in in the high school, the local high school. And it's funny, I, I saw the list of all the different classes they had for the kids. And I think there was 20 different classes, all from like model UN Pokemon cards, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: French club, all of these different things. And the thing I think we forget about is there, there are these opportunities as adults, you just have to seek them out a little bit more. It's not as easy as just walking into the bathroom and seeing the list. You might just have to do some research on, you know, what, what types of things are you interested in and, and what might be those shared passions? Um, you know, it could be, could be sewing, could be quilting. Um, you know, there, there, there's so many different things out there. Um, probably one of the best hubs that you can use, you know, go to your local library, your library can act as some of the social mm. hubs. Um, also community centers are a great place to go and kind of find out what's going on there. And just asking the questions, obviously online is always a place, but um, this is just another way of building those connections and nurturing nurturing relationships, which is so essential as we get older. Yeah. So the other part of all this is what happens when you move out of your neighborhood and move into a retirement community. So there you're kind of resetting everything. And sometimes it, it really comes down to the individual of how engaged they want to be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're, they're moving in there not necessarily because they necessarily want to, but kind of need to downsize Mm -hmm. and make that transition. But all of these retirement communities have really recognized the value that human relationships have on us. And they have a lot of things to be engaged in, and it's your choice. Do you want to come out of your room and engage in those, or do you want to kind of stay locked in there? So we yeah. just encourage our clients to have those, uh, have those things going on in their lives that foster that. You know, I, I, I was terrified to watch a, a client retire a couple of years ago. And I asked him, well, what are you going to do in retirement? And I, you know, known him for years. And he's like, I have no idea. And that's the scary thing. The mm-hmm. Single guy, family's, uh, you know, four hours away. It's a question of what are you going to do to keep engaged on a day-to-day basis to keep yourself healthy and yeah. to kind of keep your, your, your mental well-being ongoing for the rest of retirement. And that's where we really tell people, find that hobby, find that thing you're going to do. because Honestly, you can only golf so much. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd like to try to find that limit one day, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I'd love to be able to do it more than one or two times a year at this point. But for a lot of people, there's only so much golf they can play. There's only so much bridge they can play there. You have to kind of get involved in other things um, to really stay sharp. And the biggest way there is uh, rebuilding your relationships with family. Uh, if you have, you know, kids or grandkids, that's a great way, but be very aware, especially with grandkids that you, your, your window there as grandpa is from about two to 12. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: your 10 year window where they, they really want to spend time with you. Um, and just kind of realize that once they hit those teen years, going back to grandma's house, doesn't hold the same appeal as it once did, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I, I've i seen grandparents, you know, buy the house with the pool once the kids are, you know, 15 and it's, it's unlikely they're going to be seeing the kids very much because the kids have other things on their mind and it's not grandma's pool.
0: Yeah, no,
1: you're <laughs> absolutely right. So we, we want to, you know, continue on those relationships with family. Uh, one of the great things with family is you can pass down traditions. You know, you're talking about that mentoring relationship is making a list of, you know what are the tra- the traditions that you received from your family, from your mother and father, and having those conversations with your grandkids, with your kids about what those things are and why they were important. Not necessarily not necessarily to say you have to do this, but as a way of passing along that history. Um, you know those those stories that we hold inside of us will die with us unless we share them. No. No. um, You know, one of the, 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 the best evenings of my life was uh, we had gotten a kind of a book of prompts for uh, my wife's grandfather. And, and, you know, we weren't expecting him to write in it. You know, we were just trying to get him a gift that would mean something. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. Cause he started opening it up and it was, the question was, you know, what was your first car? And he goes on to explain his first car and how he used it as a racer. And, you know, Uh um, what was a great memory? And he just started sharing these things and there's just so much power in that storytelling. And so that's another way that you can nurture those family relationships is by creating those moments, both with, you know, yourself, but also with those other generations.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. That's, that's something I think is missing. And I know that we've talked about that a little bit before on the podcast. I remember which podcast it was, but leaving that legacy, being Mm -hmm. able to, whether you're using uh, technology is so easy, right? I remember buying our first camcorder, right? (laughs) Had the little tapes that you put in there and you charge a battery and, and all that stuff. Now every phone can hold hours and hours and hours and hours of video. Right. And, and most everybody has a phone that has a camera on it so why not videotape those things those stories that you're telling um mm-hmm. or even the audio recording of it or you know again writing it down would be great but i'm too lazy for that let's be honest it's going to be a recording it's going to be a video i'm not writing it out and i don't like to type
1: either royal just like yeah you know. but, hey but at this point i mean there's services that can that can yes. do all that for you yes yeah i i mean it, it's it's really incredible what can happen and you know, just, just those stories. When you think about, here's the stories I have from my parents and they're both gone now. Mm -hmm. So I'm really the last person that kind of has those memories and are carried on who Ray and Linda Stanley were. Yeah. And so how do I pass that down to my kids? And Mm -hmm. then maybe hopefully one day their kids to say, Hey, here's, here's where you come from. And so, you know, those audio visual methods are fantastic, but there's nothing like sharing those stories, sharing those yeah, uh, those funny times, those hard times to say, hey, here's where you came from. Mm-hmm. And this is why you're here today. Yeah.
0: And for the love of everything holy, please print pictures, right? <laughs> How many pictures do we have on our phones or our computers or whatever that, that are in digital? And there, again, there are services out there that you can just send your pictures into the, and they'll send you a book with all yeah. the pictures in it. And, and I think that's a lost art as well, is to be able to Look through some pictures and, and trigger some memories, and say, "Oh, this is when we did that." Do you remember how you know? And then the stories just start flowing because of that 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 visual.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think that's just so interesting. I think that's a shift from when we grew up, where you had twenty four shots in a camera. That's right, and that was it. Yeah, you and didn't 15 of see them. them. Were good. <laughs> that's right. You didn't get to see them until like two weeks after vacation. You got back and got it. Got it from. Now we just have such an overabundance of that, that sometimes the yeah. you know photos are just undervalued now. Yep. Uh, but I couldn't agree more. You know, printing them out, writing who these people are on the back, making those notes are just super important. You know, as you're trying to uh, pass that legacy down to your your family and your your kids and grandkids.
0: Yeah. yeah. So g- getting back onto topic, right, right. where you've got folks that, and, and my dad retired early. So that was kind of a, a challenge for him. He retired at 55, which is fantastic. And he had hobbies. He was a carpenter. He had all sorts of hobbies. And so he was connected with a lot of people. But one thing I know he struggled with right off the bat was his friends are still working. Yep. Right? Yep. And so, and that happens no matter what age you retire, some of your friends are still going to be working. And for all you retirees out there, God bless you. Family loves you. Understand that. But your kids are still working, right? We've had to have this conversation with my father, stopping by, hey, what's going on? I'm working. I'm still, I still have to work for a living, you know. Um, Just because I'm at home doesn't mean I'm not working. Right? He's been on a couple of recordings before, you know, just kind of (laughs) popping in. But it's, and I love that. But at the same time, I think that that's that desire and that need to connect and stay connected. Um, And it's just, I think it's a matter of kind of scheduling your time and making sure that you know when people
1: are going to be available so you can spend that time with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's always the challenge of the fire movement, the financially independent retire early mm. watching some of the, these folks say, Hey, we're going to sacrifice and scrimp so we can retire early. That's wonderful. What are you going to do with all that free time? Yeah. Yeah. Cause not, not everybody, you know, wants to do that uh, or make that transition. Now, that really comes down to, I think, purpose and what do you want to leave behind and what are you working for, which are all great questions to, uh, analyze and probably as its own podcast as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think, you know, today as we, uh, we kind of wrap up here, um, you know, there, there's just so much importance here. It's, it's, you know, I would look at your relationships as being on par with, you know, your diet and your exercise. Mm. Because they give us purpose, they give us meaning in our lives, and they make us healthier. You know, not all relationships. You know, <laughs> look out, look for those positive sources. Those, yeah. those people who are going to uh, lift you up. But it's just so important that I think it's it's good that we spent some time here this morning on this, because with without kind of that encouragement and that reminder, it's easy to say, I'm not going to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to invite them out for coffee. You know, it's just, we're, we're all too busy, but reaching out is kind of really the first step. And let me tell you as a, you know, 40 year old person making plans with your friends is, especially with kids is just an ongoing thing of basically, Hey, let's get together. Okay, great. It'll be in three months. Yep.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Well, what, the last thing that I've got, Royal, is is that my wife and I made a deal a long time ago because we're from two very different cultures. She's Hispanic and I'm very white, as most people have seen on the video. So <laughs> we made a deal that no matter what food we were cooking or trying, we would try it of the other person's culture, right? Because we, if we've never had it before, we've got to try something out. And that has been a beautiful part of our relationship for a very long time. And we've carried that into some of other, our other activities as well. Um, I tried salsa dancing. Uh, I'm not that great. I'll be honest. She's great. <laughs> She's fantastic. But we did that together, and I think that that people need to adopt something like that. Like you brought up some resources earlier, you know, community uh, centers, uh, p- places where people can reach out. The library. I encourage you. Please try something new, and make a deal with a friend or your spouse to to try something. Even if you don't, you have no idea if you'll like it. What do you got to lose? Right? You're going to lose some time. You're retired you got nothing but time, right? <laughs> try something new. If you don't like it, don't do it again. But I think that people will find like pickleball is huge, right? That's a huge thing. And, and people are like, what, what is this? And they look into it and all of a sudden, they kind of catch a fever and it's good exercise and it's fun and, and all that. But if people are just willing to try something they've never tried before, I think that they'll find some, some new friends in those circles.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that that's really what we're we're designed for as human beings. We are social creatures and and without that we we don't thrive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a great podcast, Royal. Any anything else for cloth clothing's not clothing thoughts. Clothing mm-hmm. thoughts today, Royal.
1: <laughs> well, for, for our clothing's thoughts. Uh <laughs> Wear them. Closing... <laughs> if yes, you go to the absolutely. community center or the library,
0: retire folks, that's one requirement, clothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but there are clubs that may be clothing-free. Royal, I'm not going to judge, but I'm just saying no, no not at the ab- library. Absolutely
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. All right. Closing thoughts here. Um, we just encourage you to... Uh, Ha, look at look at your life. Do it. Do an evaluation. Say, okay, where where are those areas where I could just put a little bit more effort, you know? And I'm going to get back a whole lot more than what I put in. Mm-hmm. And reminding yourself of that is is just so important. So, um, you know, usually we're talking about financial matters, financial planning, but um, this is just one that I think is important to share with folks of really all ages. So. Um, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here today with you, Eric, I consider you a friend and, uh, it's, it's always, a, a an enjoyable time. So I'll pass it back over to you to finish this up.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And I, I definitely consider you a friend Royal, uh, and a mentor to me. Uh, I've learned so much from your podcast. I will say this, I'm, I'm going to put a challenge to the audience. Um, if you have some things that you've tried and you've, you've really enjoyed them, and it's something that you've found in retirement, email that to Royal. Because he's connected to a lot of people and if people want some ideas, I'd love to see some ideas roll in and maybe on a future podcast, we can kind of discuss a couple of them that maybe we haven't heard of before Royal. Uh, so what, what email address can they use
1: to, to email in some ideas for, to get active? Yeah, you could email me at Royal at opfa.com or just visit our website. We have all of our contact information there. That's at opfa.com. Awesome.
0: All right, Royal. Thank you so much again.
1: My pleasure. Good to see you, Eric. Good to see you, too.
0: And our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.